0: All right, we're live. Welcome. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so here I am, you guys. Welcome to another episode of For the Souls podcast. I'm here with my very dearest best friend. Um, I met, we've been together. I mean, friends. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> how long have we been friends for? Let me see. Eighth grade, no? Cafe, and that's, yeah. how were we? 12, 13? 12. In, 13 yeah so it's been math of 10 years like mm-hmm. 14 years 15 years I'm not good at math 14 14 years fuck so we've been friends for hell long um obviously I keep my circle really fucking small I think me and you both do mm-hmm. um but really just introduce yourself
1: <laughs> What <laughs> Are you nervous? <laughs> yeah. Um I am I'm I'm also an IM. Yes. Um I Went to school with Amy, and... I don't know what to say. What, what drew us together? What, what was it? Um, nuestras locuras. I, dude, that's literally what I was thinking in my head. Coast Going to it. the copy room and making stupid copies of stupid things. Yeah. And taking selfies. And just being fucking crazy. Yeah.
0: I, I remember you being, like, a norteña. <laughs> dude,
1: for real. And I don't recall that. <laughs> I swear, those, bro. Are, those are things I've just... I don't
0: know if Take it was. Out. See, I don't know if it was an assumption or what.
1: Yeah, it was. But you just had
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had this like big dog energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I felt like you could uh, be bitches up. I think that's why I was so drawn to you too. I feel like and a lot crazy. of
1: people were, but I don't know why. People thought I looked like a chola, but I don't think I look like a chola. Yeah, well, not
0: anymore. We've gr- <laughs> we've grown up, but back in the day, we did look a little crazy. I think I was more like <sighs> I was scrunch my hair. Thing. Yeah. And then, you know, the little, like, the red under tees with the fucking yeah. V-necks and all that shit. That's how I remember. And you were always a little thicky.
1: Mm-hmm. Big old booty. I'm a, Now I'm a thickums. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, But um, I think one of the biggest things that we have had in common, unknowingly, is our family life mm-hmm. and how we're both big sisters. um. We both come from blended families. We both
1: didn't have our real dads. Well, I remember Um, when we first started like talking and stuff or hanging out. I'm like, my name's Aime. My name's Aime. And my family pronounces it Aime. (laughs) Mine does too. Oh, my mom is from Sinaloa. My family's from Sinaloa. Oh, um, I have a stepdad. I have a stepdad. (laughs) Yeah, like we had so many things in common down to like
0: one of our brothers having the same name. No yaid we both have a yaid mm-hmm. so i don't know i think that if if there was any sign that we were meant to be best friends for this long it was probably the fact that we've lived through a lot of the same shit mm-hmm. but i want to ask you what was your experience not having your dad in your life
1: um a lot of ups and downs yeah i went from not really knowing or understanding when i was small when i was i would say like under six Mm -hmm. to hearing like those cousins that are like evil cousins that are like oh that's not your dad and this and this and that and my mom never hid it from me but it was just it was just mean cousins being mean cousins and so is that how you found out um i think i knew but i never um asked questions or never questioned it or I don't know. I just never really went into it or asked myself anything Yeah. until my cousins kind of started making comments and saying things. Then I was like, well, he isn't my dad. And then I started getting into the, I hate this man, even though he was, he was doing nothing wrong. Like your stepdad? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went through that phase and then, um. I was actually kind of really mean to him in that phase. Really? And then um, it got into, um, like, when I got into my teenage years is when I was like, I appreciate this man so much. But, yeah, it was just a lot of up and and downs.
0: Do you feel like your stepdad always made you feel like a part of the family?
1: Yeah, for the most part. I feel like it was just me as a kid in my own head. Mm Mm-hmm when I didn't feel as a part of the family, I liked to go with my grandma a lot. Yeah. And uh, when I was with my grandma first, even though it was me who wanted to go with her, then I'd come back home and be like, Oh, they were perfectly happy without me, you know, them for my two brothers and my parents. Mm -hmm. But it was it wasn't my parents. Pushing me away or anything. Gotcha. See, and I think
0: that's where our stories are a little bit different. I feel like From the moment, not the moment that I was told that my dad wasn't my dad, but I think when my sister was born, Mm -hmm. that's when the difference really started happening. And when you're a kid, I feel like when I was a kid, I didn't understand why there was that difference. I had this like utopia idea, like, well, you've been in my life. Like, we should be like family. And maybe it should be like that. But now having my own kids, like, I don't know what it's like to have stepkids. You know what I mean? But I would imagine that there probably is whether you want it to be or not that difference there in knowing your biological children that like have your DNA that you created and then children that you still love because you're with, you know, that you're their parent, but mm-hmm. they're not yours. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I definitely felt that, um, that difference. Do I have something on my fucking face? No, no it's probably a belly thorn it probably is. Cause I fucking feel something. Oh, well. so yeah, I feel like, where it was um different for me and i think for me too it made me um like i looked at my real dad like how the fuck could you not be in your kid's life Mm -hmm. did you feel that too Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah
0: and were you angry with him um
1: did you want to get to know him yes i craved his like love and his desire to want to have a relationship with me. oh god's sake and um i actually grew up having these memories um that my mom tells me that they're not real or they are real to a certain extent but I remember them differently yeah um I don't know I just grew up craving like for him to reach out to me or call me or want to have me in his life and he he didn't but yeah Yeah, I feel like the same I remember I used to have like little
0: I don't know, daydreams or fucking dreams where I'm like, I wonder what he looks like. I wonder if we look like. And then I would think about my siblings and I'd be like, oh shit. And I don't know if this happened with you, dude, but for me, I don't know. You know that saying, La Sangre Llama? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I always knew I had siblings. I automatically felt like I cared a lot for them and like I loved them. Did that happen for you too? Oh yeah. Like, and I just, and I think being a big sister too, just this like, and maybe longing for wanting to belong because I felt like I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. I always felt like, well, if my dad comes into my life and then I have all my siblings in my life, like that's going to be the family that I belong to. And we're, we're probably going to look alike and I'm going to feel a part of them and we're blood. How could we not mm-hmm. get along, you know? But I think reality really fucking hit me, bro, that mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not that way. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I feel like um, the adults play a big role in that. You know okay. what I mean? Um, for you, did you you met
1: your dad, right? Yes, when I was 18,
0: 19. 19 oh, shit. 19, so you were already like an adult. adult. Yeah. And
1: what was that like? <clears throat> I wanted it to be good. Yeah. But I, I, I went to Mexico mm-hmm. to meet him and i took my brother with me which is not his son but i took him with me and um we were there for 2 weeks and i think 2 weeks was a little bit too long yeah but um um he's the person that i like his way of he's now um he passed away in january this year but um his way of being was um like, what I craved or, like, what I wanted, like, what I wanted to hear. Yeah. He was just super, like, loving, like, mijita, hijita, uh, mi amor, mi vida, but his actions were always otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was, it was like, a big front. Yeah. So, you felt like it wasn't sincere? Um, I feel like it was sincere, but his actions <laughs> just didn't match. Like, I don't know, like... Did you ever talk to him about it? Um, yeah. What did he say? Um now that i look back on it um no oh, it's okay if you want to cry it's
0: okay fuck like i should have brought tissue because you know we're always fucking crying when we talk <laughs> she on um, another thing in common
1: <laughs> yeah um now that i look back on it um i feel like when i did talk to him he wasn't in the right frame of mind he did pass away because Uh, Well, he was murdered, Mm -hmm. but, um, he was into drugs and I didn't know that, you know? So, um, this is, I mean, this is years later, years after I had already gone to meet him. But when I did express that to him and I told him like, Hey, like you don't actually reach out to see how I'm doing or to like check in or like, um, anything like that. It's, it's like bullshit like here Mm -hmm. and there, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, if you don't want to have a relationship with me, that's fine. Let me know. But so that way I know where I stand. And, um, he did give an answer, but it wasn't, you know what I really wanted to hear. And he's like, no, yeah, I will. I will try. But I didn't know he was also, I mean, if he's not trying with me, he has, he had his family in Mexico too. My two siblings and his wife. And I'm sure he was distancing himself from them as well with what he was doing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How do you think that affected you as a person? What part of it?
0: Just not having that father that you know is your blood and craving that relationship that you never got to have. Like, have you ever thought about how that may have affected you in terms of how you accept relationships in your life now? Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like I thought about that a lot. Well, now that I've, like, tried to heal from who I used to be, I can honestly say that a lot of, I think, I wasn't, like, hella promiscuous, but I always were was looking for love with people that I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I look back and I'm like, why the fuck would I put up with that
1: shit? Yeah. Why would I do that? Um, I think so to some extent, but my mom has... um. She never really made me, like, hate him or said anything bad about him. She always told me, when you get older, you'll understand. When you get older, you'll realize for yourself what kind of person he is and if you want to have a relationship with him or not. And, you know, that time will come. But I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I mean, somebody could tell me and be in my ear, like, this person's this way, this person's this way, she's a bitch, whatever. But I'm going to find out for myself, and then I'll decide if – I like the person or not. Yeah. And, um, maybe I give the benefit of the doubt too much. <laughs> Same. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Um, but it's also made me crave like relationships. For example, with my sister, I have a sister that lives here and, um, it makes me crave relationships with people I really love, but I don't know when to say like, this is enough. And yeah. I'm learning that but i feel like i just always put you know from my end 100% 150% more than what it maybe i should be more than what they're doing and and i need to learn how to just yeah you know i feel like i barely got to that level this
0: year and i think part of it too i felt responsible for wanting to create a space for a relationship because i'm an older sister mm-hmm. and because that's how like that's the approach like, that's that I my would take. responsibility yeah and yeah. that's like that's the approach that we would take with the siblings we did grow up with mm-hmm. you know what i mean like from my dad's side i have three sisters one brother from my mom's side that i didn't grow up with at mm-hmm. all and then from my mom's side i have my sister my two brothers the approach that I would take with them, like, okay, I don't give a fuck if you're mad at me. I don't give a fuck if you don't like me today. We're still family. I might not like you today, mm-hmm. but we're going to get the fuck over it and mm-hmm. we're going to deal. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to come together because that's what family does. Mm-hmm. I took that same approach, I feel like, with the siblings I didn't grow up with. And then when it wasn't reciprocated, I think I internalized that a lot. Like, there's more that I could be doing. Or what am I What am I not doing enough? Mm-hmm. Or am I being compassionate enough? Am I not being compassionate? Am I forcing something? Am I not... It's just been something so hard to navigate through with like showing that I care, but also respecting, like you said, my limits. Like at what point do I say, okay, I'm not getting the same thing reciprocated back. And I'm like, it's bothering my peace and it's hurting my feelings. And how much of that am I responsible for? Because I keep putting myself in situations where it's not reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And I think even for me, accepting that they are their own people. And they might not have the desire to have a relationship with me like I had it with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that if I put myself in their shoes and I think about the circumstances, um, it might not sound like something they want. They, you know, I'm, they might look at me like I fucked up their family. And I have to respect that that's their perspective that mm-hmm. they might have on me. Like maybe if I hadn't have been born, everything would be okay for them. And maybe there's a resentment there that they have towards me for something that I can't control. Mm -hmm. And as hurtful as accepting that is, I've had to, it's kind of been my way of just like, okay, let me think of it this way. And let me try to put the shoe on the other foot so that I could better understand what I couldn't understand before.
1: Yeah. And it also comes down to the parents too, though, because for example, me, my mom left that door open, right? Mm -hmm. It's up to you if you want to walk through that door and see what's on the other side of it and who is and, you know invest yourself in that and then on the other side what if my sister that is here what if her mom had that door shut nope it is not acceptable it is not okay and that is forbidden yeah well and and now that I like I'm sitting here thinking of it and it's like I'm on the other side of that door with my dad and whatever else comes with his baggage I guess so it's like maybe I'm that forbidden part and um Our outlook on it's different. Yeah. Hear you when it comes to that.
0: And you know what? It's crazy because I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Okay. When I was a kid, I had a lot of fucking resentment towards both my, my dad and his wife, now Mm ex-wife. And, um, it's weird though, because as I've grown, I like understand, I understand the resentment that she probably felt towards my dad. Mm -hmm. And I understand that probably navigating through that as a woman was very difficult. You know what I mean? But I guess where I don't understand because I'm a mom now and I am a grown woman now. And I think that just my heart is just a more compassionate heart. Like you said, we give people the benefit of the doubt constantly. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand how as an adult you could want that door to close for your children and project maybe your insecurities onto them mm-hmm. or project your anger for your partner onto them and make your kids, whether you know it or don't know it, unconsciously or consciously, make them feel like they're betraying you if they desired a relationship with But
1: there's two different kind of people, people like us who, I mean, I can't hate somebody else for the mistakes that other people made and then yeah. they're the result of that, you know, yeah. but... um. There's people who are. It's like the whole. I'm not saying she's a toxic guy, but I'm yeah. saying like there's like the toxic way where it's like. Well, I think it's a toxic way where it's like, you you know, I don't want nothing to do with that. You know, I'm hold this against you and that kid or whatever, and mm-hmm. and just pe- to me that's pettiness.
0: Yeah, and I think for me being the child in it, I feel like I've always felt on that end that I'm getting punished for something i didn't ask for Mm -hmm. i didn't ask to be born i didn't ask for my dad to step out on his wife when they were fucking kids they were Mm -hmm. 16 years old you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i didn't ask to be treated in this way like i'm just a kid in all of it Mm -hmm. i just even though i'm a grown-ass adult now i i was a kid in all of it i just wanted to have my dad and i wanted to know my siblings Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know and it's it's fucked up to think, like it, it's not that simple when there's not adults that have learned to emotionally regulate, or even have that emotional maturity to be able to put their own feelings aside for for what's best for the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. See, and that's where, like me, my dad's wife in Mexico, mm-hmm. she's such a sweetheart, oh, and I so I think about it, and I'm like, me patam malagradecido, you know? Yeah. To have somebody by his side and, you know, be so accepting to the baggage, which is me and like my sister and and the past that he had. And she, when I showed up, open arms, Mija, como estás, te queremos mucho. She encourages my sister in Mexico to talk to me all the time. She's such a sweetheart. So blessed. To that is not have to go through that part of it.
0: That is a blessing yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> I we know <laughs> No, hell, no, hell, no, I didn't get that. But you know, I pray, I pray for her a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do, you know, and I feel like um I feel like as an adult, I've had the opportunity to extend an olive branch and show her that like even though you've villainized me and I think that it's unfair, this is who I am, you know, this is my heart. Mm-hmm. and if it's not accepted after all that I've done now, then, well, there's nothing more that I could do, mm-hmm. right? Only time will tell.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it does. It has made me think of, like, my dad and how... It's crazy because I feel like I understand him, too, being in a, between, like, oh, well, if you have your bastarda in your life, <laughs> you're not going to have your other kids. You know what I mean? I can't imagine being put in that position.
1: I can't imagine...
0: And then feeling how, that
1: way, I mean, now when I see, um, when I think of uh, who comes first, they say it's your wife or your husband yeah. comes first, right? Yeah, and kids come second, and so on and so forth. And I think of that, and I'm like, damn that. That is fucking hard.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And I feel like in my dad's position, he was putting his wife in the family that he created with her first. And I can't fault him for that. You know, as much as I want to be like, you should have put your foot down. And I deserved you as much as my siblings deserved you. I can't be mad at him for weighing the the loss that he would take. I lose one kid or I lose four and a wife. And I feel like I felt that on both sides of my family. Mm-hmm. Cause it was the same thing with my mom and my stepdad not treating me the the same way he would, his other kids. It was, I lose my daughter or I lose my, my whole family, my husband and my kids. And I think both my parents, as shitty as it sounds, it was easier to lose the one kid than the whole family. Oh, I don't want to get on my show. Mm -hmm. But I think that the Lord knew that I was strong enough to handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I could get through it. Mm -hmm. And now that I see where I'm at, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't. Even though it makes me emotional right now, because it's like unfair that a kid would have to deal with all that shit so young, Mm -hmm. you know, and just going through feeling like you don't belong or you don't have a family or you're not worthy enough. Now as an adult, I think back at it and it's like, even though I was upset with my, my biological dad for so long, I know that I was on his mind because he would call me and Mm -hmm. he would try, even though before I used to look at that as like, you would come in and out of my life. How dare you? I'm like, no, you were struggling with this internal battle. Mm -hmm. And that's why you you would come and you would want to, you'd want to make it work. And then boom, shit would hit the fan and then you'd have to distance yourself. So I'm thankful that I'm well-rounded enough to think about it in that sense now. And we have a healthy relationship now. For for people that don't know, my dad and I have a really good relationship now. Um, Not so much with my half siblings, but I hope that... With one of my half siblings, yes, but the other ones, no. And I hope that one day we'll be able to get that way. Mm-hmm. How are you with your half siblings?
1: Mexico? Yes, I do. My sister just had a baby. Oh,
0: congratulations yeah. to her.
1: And- baby girl, baby boy. Just because we are recording, but you already knew that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what? You already knew that. Why? Did you know that? No. No. <laughs> no, fool. You really didn't fucking tell me. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> I okay. didn't know that. Maybe I did it. Um... She had a little girl. Oh, that's yeah. precious. That's super precious. First baby? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, you know, some... D- I don't know. I um, This is like the kid in me that's like, I'm still the outsider, but I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, I know my family loves me and stuff. And my brother, my little brother, mm-hmm. Dono here... He had his first baby, and that's my stepdad's biological son. Yeah. And he had his baby. So um, I remember when that happened. I was just like, "Oh my god, is he gonna love his baby more than mine?" Um,
0: like, is your dad gonna love Tonyo's baby because more than his my biological babies. son, more than yeah. your babies?
1: And then um, I kind of. Without, I didn't say it intentionally, but it just came out. And I told him, I was like, ahora sí vas a tener a tu nieto. And he's like, sí, ya tengo a mis dos. And when he said that, I was like, oh, oh it's a reassurance. <laughs> he does love mine. <laughs> Duh, bitch. He loves your kids and you. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's so precious. <laughs> and then um, my sister, um, she was pregnant. She had just found out she was pregnant. No. She found out she was pregnant, like, um, just a little bit after my dad had passed away in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been his first grandbaby from them. Yeah. Even though my sister here has two daughters and I have two daughters, do- have a <laughs> son and a daughter. But, um... <coughs> I always think of it kind of like that kid in me is like, would he have loved them more, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't know why I think like that, but no, I I think it, and
0: I think it comes with the fact that we, these are the things that we have to deal with that don't get talked about. These are the things that when you grow up in that blended family and you, you have a step parent and you have your biological parent and your biological parent wasn't in your life. These are the things that we have to, that we do think about. I, know, I've thought about it with my kids and, and I think, um, for me, I know what it is. I know, I know my stepdad loves mm-hmm. my kids, but I also know that when my siblings have kids, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And I know that because it was like that with me. He loved me. I know he loves me, but it was different with me, mm-hmm. you know? And initially it hurt me. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it, to this day, like I'll feel like the kid in me was like, fuck. Why can't it just why can't it just come natural that you're like grandpa, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or do grandpa things, especially because I have examples like Marco's dad, my man's dad, he is like when I think of abuelo and I think of what your abuelo should be, he is that for my kids mm-hmm. and it it fills my heart that I, they at least have that with him and and with my real dad, he's now in their lives, but like the little ones, yes, they look at him like abuelo, but like Amora. Maribella, they're older. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Amora especially, she's more like, okay, you know, Fidel. <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, it's your low Fidel, uh-huh. you know? And she's just like, yeah, you know, it's taking her a minute to warm up. Yeah. You know? And there is that, there's the repercussion of not having him in my life is the disconnect that he feels with my oldest. You know?
1: See, and it sucks that it, I mean, the pain we had to go through as children, stepchildren, Half siblings, it's uh, whether we like it or not affecting the kids too. Oh, because yeah. even when um, I hadn't taken the time, anicia was only um four, she had just turned four when my dad passed, and I hadn't brought him up to her very mm-hmm. much. She knew she had a the in Mexico but she's too little to i think understand really what what it was and i didn't want to confuse her. Yeah. Was i going to tell her later on like yeah this is also your grandpa. Yeah. But when i got the phone call that um that happened to my dad, she was in the car and oh, it was she... just like um she's a super smart little girl. So she heard everything and i was crying and why and she just she heard everything and then i kind of just you know it clicked anise's in the back seat and i you know composed myself and i drove to the house and um went on with my day i actually that same day went to my sister's Mm -hmm. um daughter's birthday and i just was trying to compose myself and later on it was like a couple days later she was like mom who died oh, shit. and then i was like oh my gosh <laughs> and she just she as time went on she would ask me more and more and mm-hmm. she she remembers everything she remembers he got shot she remembers he that i couldn't go because um It was a closed casket. So she's, like, heard me saying things, even though I don't think she's listening. She's freaking listening. Oh, yeah, dude. All kids are like that. So she's like, so you have two dads, and they're both my grandpas. And, like, she's great. And I'm like, man, I should have just told her. She understands far more than I freaking think of. And, yeah, and she just – she's fine with it. Um, He's not here to meet her anymore, but she knows that she has two grandpas. And um, the other day – I was emotional a little bit, and um, she came in uh, to the room, and she was just like, "Um, why are you sad? And I was just like, because I'm thinking about my dad, and she's like, oh, the one, and she's a kid, so she doesn't have a filter, she's like, or doesn't really know, but she's like, the one that died? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, and then she was just like, oh, and she got kind of quiet, and I was like, but it's okay, I was like, it's okay, you know, it's okay to cry and be sad, and You know, I'm just feeling it right now. And Mm -hmm. she was just like, yeah. And I was like, do you get sad when you think about it? And she got really quiet. And I was just like, oh, my God, let me not ask that. Like, I don't want her to start crying or like, think that she needs to be sad. But I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. I'm just rambling. No, 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 you're (laughs) fine. No, you're fine. No, we're talking about
0: how kids are affected by that. They're affected by the connections or disconnections. That come with a blended family. Mm-hmm. Just gracias. Let me pop this. Cough drop in my throat. Usually there's a cure for when my throat itches, but he's not here right now.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: fuck. You know us, I had to make something sexual.
1: Sosia. Yeah. Anyways.
0: sosia. Yeah. Thank you for the cough drop. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, back to kids being affected by it. I think prob- one of the hardest things to navigate through this year with my siblings and I distancing ourselves, you know, my half-siblings and I distancing ourselves from each other was the effect that it had on the kids, especially Maribea. Well, ac- actually, equally Amora and Maribea, because they love their cousins. And I love my nieces, too. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to see that the kids were like, when are we going to go visit such and such? Why can't we go see them? Why can't we go play? What, like, what the fuck do I tell my kids? Mm
1: -hmm. How do
0: I not involve them in grown folk shit? You know what I mean? When grown Mm. folk shit is happening.
1: I'm actually there with you this year. Really? And I mean, uh, I don't talk about it too much, but um, with my sister who's here, um, I kind of did have to, I want that line drawn. Is there a line or not? I mean, Am I doing too much? Do, what is our relationship? Yeah. I want to be in your life. Do you want to be in mine or not? Yeah. And it makes it hard because Anicia loves her primas and constantly, you know, can we go to their house? Why don't we see so-and-so, you know? And I'm like, we'll wait, mommy, you know, we'll see maybe one of these days. Yeah. And that's just what I say because I don't know what to say sometimes. Yeah, it sucks. And, and I feel like sometimes I get frustrated that like why or maybe
0: they're thinking about it too, right? But I feel like, well, if they're thinking about it, why aren't we being proactive? You know, mm-hmm. so so then it makes me think like maybe they're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I think to myself like, why again can we as adults not communicate in a healthy manner so that what we went through doesn't get passed on to our children mm-hmm. so that even though we didn't have a connection, our children can have one, you know? And then I get frustrated cause I'm like, why do I always have to be the one that is having or trying to have the constructive conversations? And why does it always feel like it's so one sided?
1: Yeah. And then I'm like, so.
0: well, is it because I'm a big sister? Is this my fucking job? Like I'm, am I, am I always going to have to do this. You know what I mean? And then I feel the responsibility Of like, okay, it should be me. If I'm the one aware about what we should do, it should be me that initiates the healing and moving forward. But it should be you how many times? Exactly. And then it's never reciprocated. Exactly. So at what point do you honor yourself as a person and say, okay, look, I've been in a blended family. I've dealt with the pain of not having my father. I've dealt with the pain of being outcasted or feeling like I don't belong. I felt like I've put in the effort. At what point do you draw the line and say you know what it's a it's a sacrifice i'm gonna have to make Mm -hmm. a disconnection i'm gonna have to make for my own peace
1: yeah see and i have a problem with self-doubt because i doubt myself with am i doing enough when is enough when do i in a sense call it quits or when um am i supposed to keep going and just reaching out and i um, trying to have these conversations, but. Mm-hmm. And I think what a lot of maybe siblings on the other side don't
0: realize. You know, at my siblings, they had they got to grow up with my dad. You know, I think what they also don't understand, though, is that I had to grow up feeling like. I wasn't worthy of love because I didn't have my dad and I internalized that as a kid and I unconsciously have tried to overextend myself and overly show like, hey, this is me, I'm loving, I'm this person. And the kid in me that desires that connection gets hurt every time I'm rejected.
1: See, and that's where I'm like, fuck, man, because my sister did go through very similar things to me. She has a stepdad. She is the older sibling within her household, right? Mm -hmm. With her mom and and stepdad and her and her brother, she's the older sister. And, um, I feel like she went through a lot of what I went through. So it's hard for me to understand, like, why doesn't she have that same desire as me to like want to have a relationship with me? Um, but then it comes back to her door was closed. Mm -hmm. I'm a part of that. My dad's um, baggage that is unacceptable and is maybe not okay with her mom. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if that's what it is, but that's just what I think about because, um, for me, I, I want nothing more than to have a good ass relationship with my sister. And, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: It would be interesting because I feel like I'm on the same boat with my siblings. I feel like a lot of their decision-making when it pertains to me has been influenced by how their mother feels. And I, even though I've, I've tried to spark the healthy conversations of like, maybe we should talk about how you might be feeling because of how your mom's way of dealing with things probably hasn't been the healthiest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm the bad guy. I'm talking shit if I say that which is something super hard to navigate through too as well, you know? So it's kind of like, um, I think that they probably have to heal in their journey enough and be confident enough to be able to recognize like, okay, maybe my parent was projecting the way she felt onto me and maybe that could have tainted the way I view my sibling. And maybe that did unconsciously make me feel like I shouldn't be in it a hundred percent because i don't want to hurt my mom's feelings mm-hmm. have you ever talked to your sister about
1: it like how you how you felt um yes and no see and that's where it is different also with her mom i think her mom loves me her i've been around her mom her mom's super nice to me um i mean if she doesn't like me then she's been hiding it pretty good <laughs> her mom loves me i think Yeah, and um that's where it's just hard for me to understand like why then why you know and I've already expressed myself and said like what where do we stand what's going on like why is it this way and um I I guess I haven't really gotten a response explaining that so once again effort I don't see the effort and I'm just okay my hands are up in the air and I don't know what to do but um her mom um has accepted me but i don't know i don't know what she says behind closed doors i don't know if she doesn't like me i don't know if it's anything like that mm-hmm. um i think maybe it's just more uh, maybe something with my with my sister specifically yeah. i don't
0: know it's so hard to be in this position it is it sucks yeah. if you ask me it fucking sucks mm-hmm, it because does. i think our perspective correct me if i'm wrong is like bro Shit could be smooth. Like we could all get along and have family comidas Mm -hmm. and get together for the holidays Mm -hmm. and enjoy each other. If everyone would just like be mature, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: communicate, comprehend, put love first, listen to understand, not listen to respond. And I think we understand that. I think that's probably what also makes it really frustrating is because we have the solution. Like Mm -hmm. we know what needs to happen for it to be better, but we also can't control other people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We can't control where they're at in their journey. And I think for me, I've had to accept that. They are at where they're supposed to be in their journey. And I have to respect it, even though I know it's coming at the sacrifice of the kids connection Mm -hmm. and our connection and time. You cannot get time back. And I understand the value of time so much because I spent so much time dealing with myself and, and the repercussions of being fatherless and feeling unloved. that it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to waste any more time with conflict. I don't want to waste any more time in a negative space because time is too fucking precious Mm -hmm. and it goes by so fucking fast. So if we could all get our shit together, if you're listening and watching, love you siblings, (laughs) but really. Because cause you guys might be, and if you do, okay. We love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're fighting motherfuckers, and this is how I am. This is big sister. <laughs> this is how I cuss. My other siblings will attest to it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, If your dad was alive to see you now, and the woman that you've become, despite that you've felt the way you've felt growing up, what would you tell him? About his actions and not being in your life.
1: I don't know what I would tell him. I think um, when you ask me that question, I just think back to what would I have done different? Mm -hmm. Um, What would you have done different? If I would have known that he was using and, um, also failing his family in Mexico, I think I would have reached out more after I visited him. I kind of, um, I still talk to him and everything. Um, but I grew a little bit of resentment and that's where it's, um, hard for me because, I always grew up craving that relationship. And then I went to Mexico, met him and, um, there was like comments made and, um, things said that, um, I think they thought I was Pendeja Mm -hmm. and wasn't going to catch on. Um, and not him specifically, but his family, um, to where I felt like they were only reaching out to like use me. And, um, I would have put that aside and um reached out to him and maybe like that's where that's where like the big sister comes in where you know i'm so used to no tonio you don't do that shit Mm -hmm. this is what you need to be doing get on your shit juanito what the fuck you know i feel like that part of me would have stepped in and been like what the fuck are you doing you fucked this up with me and my mom with my sister and her mom you have and have built a family in Mexico. You have two kids, your loving wife, you work. What are you doing? Yeah. Like maybe I could have, you know, gave him some sense and been like, come the fuck on. Yeah. Come on. You know, like what if me not being mad at him or like not talking to him as much? Um, would, <laughs> Amy would have saved his life. No that's what it's making me sound like but no i just it, what if it would have made a difference and maybe yeah. the outcome would have been different yeah and um yeah what i would tell him now i don't know i'd have to think about that
0: you know it's crazy that you say that because i think about how like my siblings aren't talking to our dad you know yeah. and i think like what if something were to happen to him like the, my my cousin had a similar experience um Same kind of situation like us. And her dad also passed away. And I was talking with her one time. um, You do do think about what you would have done differently or what you would have tried to do Mm -hmm. or if you would have been a little bit more compassionate or if you would have tried to understand him more. And I think about time and I think about how my siblings don't talk to our dad. And I think about if something were to happen to him. As a big sister, I wish I could tell them the wisdom in me is like, Time is too precious and something could mm-hmm. happen. And if something were to happen, would it all have been worth it? Not talking to him, mm-hmm. having the resentment, having this pain towards him. Would, would it have all been worth it? Or could it have been fixed with a conversation mm-hmm. and transparency? Mm-hmm. And could you be alleviated of the pain that you feel? And could he also show up in your life the way you have always needed him to?
1: And trust and believe that that pain is greater. If you're in pain now, you know, not talking to him or you're mad or whatever, you're going to be even more mad if something wants to happen to him. And and now you're stuck with that what if. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's heavy shit. That is heavy shit. I think because we're such deep people, we think about it in yeah. that way. But yeah, I wish, I wish that's something that I could just tell them. But, I mean, people deal, people deal with things differently. <laughs>
1: are <laughs> you, like are the you watching? <laughs> Listen.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on an episode yeah. and sharing a little bit of your life with all the people that will be listening and seeing because I'll take little sound clips and shit. Was it as hard as you thought it was going to be? No. I just, I feel like I ramble. <laughs>
1: I don't think so. No, okay.
0: no. I think this is, we just be having our conversations and we just fucking talk. Yeah. But, um, I think that, I think it'll give people a little bit more insight of what it feels like to be, um, in our position and to grow up being that way and why we're probably more on the compassionate end. You know, I I honestly think that because we've had to grow up without our dads and be in blended families, I think that's why we are so understanding Mm-hmm. and so compassionate and yeah sometimes my
1: loving heart loving heart ass
0: loving heart because we have had that void mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing if we learn to establish boundaries and honor ourselves and I feel like if you're someone listening and you relate a lot to our situations I hope that we're examples that you can grow into a woman that is learning those boundaries and loving yourself and Um, filling those voids for yourself in a healthy way, you know, and just strive to be as mature as you can resolve conflict with parents and siblings. If you can, I mean, Mm -hmm. with, with whatever's in your control, because obviously you can't control the other end, right? Mm -hmm. You can't control anyone else's desire to want Mm -hmm. to mend shit with you, but keep your heart open. You know, I think that's, I think that's the best thing you could do. Even like you establishing boundaries with your sister. I know your heart's still open. You know what I mean?
1: Most definitely. You
0: know? I know your arms are still open with her. Mm-hmm. You know, if that Stop day were to... you're going to make me cry, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm about to make you cry, because I'm about to <laughs> If she were to come to you right now and say, you know what, Irmana? I'm ready. I know that you would be like, okay. It's what I've been waiting for. Are we going to Starbys or what? What's up? You know? <laughs> Where are we taking the kids? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, a beautiful thing about our souls. is mm. that door never closes. And I don't know if that's because we're big sissies or because we've had to grow up a little bit harder or rougher. But I think it's a great quality that we have. So I love you. I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> You're just the best. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for doing this with me. That is my girl, Aime. Las Aimes. Las Aimes. <laughs> Las Frikitonas. <laughs> for life
1: sucias for life
0: sucias for life if you're around us you know that we're always saying some out of pocket shit sexually I think our men are used to it by now they're just like these fucking bitches <laughs> <laughs> like, like what I said yesterday to you on snap I said to Marco He's
1: like what the fuck <laughs> Hey, fucking I want to fuck around like that. we gonna fuck around. Fucking sucios. Oh We've made that no Marcos sucio fucking like a stamp is. on Marco. He is Marcos a sucio sucios. Arts. He's Arts getting, getting there. there. He's, he's, yeah. Marco's getting him, him a little boy. out of his shell. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right
0: everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of For the Souls podcast. I hope that you enjoyed. Um I will be having my girl on more to talk about different things. Um We could probably do a sex, a sex podcast. Oh,
1: beach,
0: (laughs) Dad, you're not allowed to listen to that. You listen to this, okay? (laughs) Don't click it. Arturo's gonna be red. (laughs) Oh, for real? That'd be a good one though, because you and I are so open when it comes to to sex. Yeah, that might be our next one. All right, you guys, have a blessed day. Bye bye.